Suvas per Giralef, Mishnah Aleph, 11.1, new chapter, and here we're talking about the obligations, the rights and obligations of um, the widow relative to the heirs of the estate. So now, to understand this mission, we have to remember that the husband, during his lifetime, when he married this woman, he took on um, two obligations. There might be others, but I'm going to focus on two right now. Um, that are relevant for our Mishnah. The first is he agreed to provide her with mazonos to support her in her material needs. Mazonos doesn't just mean food. It also means clothing, a place to live, um, clay bias, whatever that means, you know, like the utensil of the household. She needs, you know, a lamp and a, a table, whatever, a bed. A- and also it includes uh, medical attention. So he has to provide for all those things as a husband to his wife. Um, there's a bit of a quid pro quo, you recall, which is that in exchange for him providing the Mazonos, she has to give him her ma'asa yada. He has to give her, sorry, she has to give him um, the, what she produces with her hands. And we actually have Mishnahs before, what she's expected to produce, and so on. Okay, so whatever, you know, her, her work around the house, as well as if she's like spinning wool, etc., that all goes to the, the home budget. That was the deal between husband and wife. In addition... The husband has an obligation to bury his wife. If she predeceases him, he has to incur the expense of arranging for her burial. Now, the quid pro quo there is that because she is bringing in an adunya, like a dowry. That was, remember, that was like the Nechsetzon Barzal. It was written in her ksuba. She's bringing in such a such a thing. It becomes his. They do write down the value when it came in, and that she gets the value. But uh, he, he she bought in stuff. So in exchange for her bringing in a dowry, um, he undertakes that he will cover her burial expenses. Now, when the husband dies, so his not just his assets, but also his um, obligations to his wife devolve onto his heirs. So the mission is not going to talk about what the heirs have to do with respect to this woman. Now, of course, if she were the only wife and these heirs are her children, everything's very simple. And our mission really doesn't get off the ground exactly. She has to take not so much. Where the Mishnah gets a little more complicated, the issue gets complicated, and therefore our Mishnah takes up the complication, is what happens if um, she has her own children from this marriage, and she also has stepchildren that, from a, a rival wife, let's say. So if that's the case, so now when when she, when she he dies, the husband dies, so and she also dies, so then um, the deal is that if... It's her heirs, the Benedictin, her heirs who will get the payment out of her ksuba, and not, which are her children and not her stepchildren. Okay, so there's a little bit of a different um, allocation of the estate, and what the children are getting are that nechtsom barzel, the stuff that was written in her ksuba, the payouts, you know, the amount of value based on her dairy brought in. Her stepchildren don't get that. So therefore, while the the state itself has to provide for her mazonos because all the kids are going to be getting, like, essentially, you know, inherit that. And, of course, she'll have to provide masiyadeh, as the mission will say, in exchange for that to the state. But since only her children, as opposed to her stepchildren, are going to be getting her dowry through the ksuba, through the bedindichron clause, so therefore only they will be obliged to pay for the burial. That's the gist of our mission, or that's the mission in a nutshell. The mission says inside now, Almana nizonas yisomim. The widow is supported, again, mazonos, food, clothing, medical attention, place to live, from the nechse yisomim, the, the property of the 
literally orphans. It's not about Yisom, about orphans. The truth is, whoever is the heir, hypothetically, it could be the her late husband's older brother, for argument's sake. If he's the he's the next in line, if there's no children, then no father. So the point is, whoever is the heir, that person is responsible for supporting the widow. Masiadeha shelahen, and reciprocally, since that was the quid pro quo, she was agreeing to provide masiadeha production, whatever she can, you know, produce around the house and whatever. So that now, in exchange, goes towards the home economics, and that means family budget. The yisomim can make use of whatever she produces. Ve'ein chayavin bekvurasa. However, the her stepchildren, who aren't going to be inheriting her nechsetzom barzel payment. That she, her dowry payment that she has in her ksuba, they won't have to pay for her burial. Your shiksubasa, in contrast, who, your, excuse me, your sheha, her heirs, your shiksubasa, the people who are inheriting her ksuba, meaning the next barzal that they are entitled to through Bidendichren, those boys, her children, are the ones that are chayav mkvurasa that have to pay for her burial. Um, period. So that's straightforward enough. Um, but since the point is, it's the people who are getting her, her next barzal that are responsible to pay for her burial. And that's why the Mishnah uses this kind of double language of Yorsheha, Yorshik Subasa, her heir is the one who get her Ksuba. Because there are scenarios in which um, her own children won't get special treatment getting her Ksuba to the exclusion of her stepchildren. Um, and if that happens, so then they're not uniquely um, responsible for her burial. So, for example, we had a case earlier on in the Mishnah. They're, they're all kind of unusual cases, but for example... Let's say um, her husband dies, and then she dies prior to being able to make that shvua that she's entitled to pay out her ksuba in full. So we said that her children can't take the shvua that she didn't make because they don't know the facts if she was paid out, and therefore they won't get the special treatment. So in such a scenario, for example, the it won't be her children, but the estate as a whole, including her stepchildren, have to pay for a burial. A similar case we had way back when we talked about um, in the Shomeris Yavam case where her husband dies and there's a, a, a brother. Um, and then after that, um, she dies before she can do Yibam. So he said that, he, that his side gets the Nechzetzon Barzal. So then again, his side will be responsible for her burial and so on. So the point is, whoever gets the Nechzetzon Barzal, which is typically her children, the exclusion of her stepchildren, those are the ones, whoever they are, who will have to pay for her burial.